This is iUniverse Radio, brought to you by iUniverse, the leading book marketing, editorial services, and supported self-publishing company. iUniverse Radio is your opportunity to hear firsthand from authors about their new books. It's an in-depth discussion about the author's passion about the development of his or her story in their own words. It's an inside look into the characters and the plot and how the story all came together. Here is iUniverse Radio. Greetings for iUniverse. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book is titled, How to Help Yourself to Be Who You Want to Be, a simple guide to those who are ready to take charge and redirect their lives. And the author who has penned this is Pam Graywall, who joins me from near St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks, Pam, for joining me today. Thank you, Jay. Your book is uh, a, a, a read of just over 100 and, what, 172 pages or so. Share a little of your background, yeah. Pam. You, you were in education and have other things on your resume. Tell the listeners a little of your background. Well, I grew up in India, and I had I uh, was a teacher back in India. But when I came to the United States after I got married, uh, I was in California, and at that time they were laying off teachers. So I didn't really get into teaching here. Uh, but we ran a business, uh, my husband and I, and uh, then later, towards the end of my career, I worked uh, uh, at Sony Pictures. And when I retired, it's... Um, I uh, trained as a life coach, um, mm. and uh, so I've been wanting to do this and write a book, and, you know, once all the commitments of work and raising children was over, I had time, and here I am. You mentioned your training or uh, focus on being a life coach. That uh-huh. is a relatively new career in our world, is it not? Yes. Um, basically, I mean, uh, you know, it's been done informally where we look to our elders for guidance. Uh, but now it was more formalized because as the family structure changed and, you know, people moved away from home and from joint families, there wasn't uh, that structure of uh, the elders being around. So, um, you know, the, we did the next best thing where, you know, people decided, uh you know, this would be a better option where they're certified. And uh, it's like, you know, on a football game, I mean, the coach doesn't play, but he can direct. Mm. So similarly in life, a lot of times when you're too involved in your life, you don't really see what you could be doing wrong. There's your ego. There's, there are a lot of other factors that kind of hold you back. But a person who's not involved in your life um, you know, like a bystander, I mean, they can see, uh, like the spectators see more of the game. So they're able to see and offer uh, advice. And it's um, not quite uh, uh, like, um, you know, mental health issue right. or a, a psychological issue, which has different connotations. So this is like a little preliminary uh, guidance um, uh Area, so I that that's where it's very helpful, and people are a little more open to this rather than acknowledging that uh, you know they may have some issues that need psychological care. Right. So it's it's sort of an advanced 
course in how to be a friend and uh, motivate someone. Would that be also a way to, to look at this? That would be, uh, except in a lot of times, uh, you know, if you're talking to your friends, which is very helpful, but then they are also biased. They know too mm-hmm. much about you to be uh, to give you an unbiased opinion, or they may be afraid to offend you. But this is a person who is offering you advice based on and a life plan, life game plan based on what you're expressing to them. Um, And like I said, I mean, a friend is a lot more involved because if it's a childhood friend, they've seen you grow up, so they're trying not to hurt your feelings and they're trying, uh, you know, not to make you seem like you're, you know, not together or whatever. So they are more, they're like really cautiously stepping around you, uh, like walking on eggshells. Yes. But... um, a person who is certified uh, as a life coach, they're looking at the bigger picture and, uh, you know, for their, based on their experience and what they've studied plus what they've observed, they're, they're more detached and so they're able to offer an unbiased opinion on the situation. Your book title, How to Help Yourself to Be Who You Want to Be, I think anybody that's l- listening may fall into that category. I certainly do. I'm an individual who is constantly re-examining my choices, present, past, and uh, hopefully future. It's uh, something that we are all looking for a way to simplify our life decisions. Your book, being 172 pages, how long did it take, Pam, to complete this? Well, it took me a while because, first of all, I think I was hemming and hawing, wanted to write, and as I've mentioned in the book and the introduction, that I felt, you know, everything that I wanted to say had been said already, so what is new that I'm saying? Yes. And it so happened that, um, uh, you know, even though my friends have been telling me for many years, you know, you'd make a great uh, uh, counselor, why don't you, because you connect well with the kids, you connect well with people. So I had wanted to do it, but then again, um, you know, the fact that it was just repeating what I had already seen and print everywhere, seen, you know, heard everywhere. And then I was in India and um, uh, I went to an astrologer with my niece and the lady asked me, she says, are you writing a book? I said, no, actually, this is the reason and this is what happened. And she said, no, it's not so much what you have to say, but how you say it, because, hmm. you know, there's just that much information around that, uh, you know, and keeps coming back with generations uh, and it keeps coming back in different forms. Uh, as I say, there are only about seven stories that are retold and all the movies are based on that. So given that, then, you know, I got done more seriously um, to putting this together. Uh, I've been writing like random notes here and there, so to compile it. It took me about a year and a half uh, because in the meantime, I had retired and moved. And so uh, about about a year and a half to two years. Would you say your cultural background uh, is integrated into the recommendations and the advice you give in your book? Oh, absolutely. Very much so. Because I grew up in India and I mean, it's just accepted. Um, uh, the reincarnation, the concept of reincarnation, 
and uh, you know the other cultural issues with respect for the elders and the joint family system and there were like too many nuances there that you know when i came here i would just normally talk about reincarnation and people looked at me like are you crazy and so i had to scale back and then i start came across some books here in fact, interestingly, I was in the library with my children looking for a book for them, and then this book fell down from the shelf, and I picked it up. And so I started reading it with a book by Ruth Montgomery, uh, and there were several books by her. So that gave me a perspective of my beliefs and concepts, but from a Westerner's perspective. Hmm. Um, so then I was able to kind of incorporate that. Um, so I, uh, this book, basically, um, I, you know, shared some of the stories from India and some of my experiences here. And definitely it has um, a lot of, um, you know, uh, cultural nuances in there. Your writing style, uh, as you have mentioned, is more personable. It's a, a little easier to understand. It's not clinical. It's it's a conversation uh, regarding certain subjects such as failure, such as uh, anger, uh, things that many of us deal with. Uh, what? Who is your audience? Who did you want to reach with this? Um, I was looking to reach young adults and teenagers, because that is a very volatile time in their life. And if you can kind of give them that sense of uh, community where they feel that they're not so isolated as they're going through the changes or that there is help available, um, you know, then they can make better choices and it kind of helps them reflect rather than just because a lot of changes are taking place, hormones are kicking in and they're ready to live life. But if they can kind of, you know, uh, monitor that with a little bit of self-reflection, that would be helpful before they make a lot of um, um, bad choices. But actually that can happen at any time. So the book can appeal to all ages. And um, the reason is that, um, you know, it's also with the internet generation now, people don't want to read a lot of long-winded things or some things that mm -hmm. sound preachy. So I chose to uh, write essays and use fables and my some personal stories uh, that, you know, uh, sort of reinforce the fact that, yes, there is help beyond, you know, what we see, uh, because we are, after all, not only physical beings, we are, you know, we have a mental body, a physical body, emotional and spiritual. So yeah, it incorporates all of that, but in an easy to read one. Reaching the millennials, it's uh, a very important a statement you make, you mentioned the pull of materialism brings with it inherent dissatisfaction, and we've lost touch literally with the earth. There's a, a great pull towards materialism, even at this time of the year. We're recording this uh, during the holiday season, and materialism seems to always float to the surface. How do you avoid that? Do you have uh, practical tools, I would say, in your book that will help people look away from the materialism that surrounds us. Yes, uh, definitely. I mean, in our scriptures, uh, you know, it says that uh, live in the world, but be not of the world. 
Right. There's nothing to stop you from enjoying, but to actually uh, become so dependent or so connected to the material things, you're ignoring the rest of yourself. I mean, and there's uh, you're so much bigger than just the physical. Um, so, you know, enjoy what you have and uh, don't hold on to material things. If they're destroyed, they can be replaced. Uh, but you still have the memories of those. And it, it's a shift in perception because if you continue to say, oh, my God, you know, if I lose this uh, uh, memento that somebody gave me, uh, you know, uh, life will never be the same. Or, you know, this is a gift from so and so, and we keep hoarding. Um, and there was a time, I mean, I was doing that also because sentimental value, you know, and holding on. Uh, now, for example, when my mother passed, she used to love to wear these shawls. And so I like shawls, so I inherited most of those. But there were so many that I couldn't really use them. And so in the last few years, what I did was, I gave those away because somebody else can put them to use while they're just sitting in my closet. So it's learning to let go, but reasonably um, uh, also enjoying. I mean, you don't have to give up everything because you are just as important as the other person. Um, you also are a child of God. You're a human being who needs to nourish, nourish themselves. and. But if you just totally keep giving everything away, you create an emptiness inside you. On the other hand, if you don't give anything away, it's like, you know, when a river is flowing, the water is fresh. But if it uh, sort of has a pond at the side where the water collects, but, you know, then after that, it's cut off from the river. No more water is coming in. No more water is going out. It stagnates. So you've got to see life in those terms where you know, don't become stagnant, remain dynamic and remain because life is a journey and you got to keep growing. you got to keep moving forward. Uh, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, you just keep rolling forward and don't take anything with you or the other extreme where you don't let it, it go of anything. Find a balance where you keep things around you that you enjoy, that you can use, but let go of things that you have used and enjoyed, but at this point you're not using, so somebody else can use, make a better use of them. That's good advice, no matter where or who you are. You you have mm-hmm. completed this book, and how would you describe it? What makes it different from other self-help books in the uh, library, in the marketplace? Well, each perspective is different. I mean, some uh, the style of writing may be different, and people connect to different books because I have picked up uh, books on similar topics, but some authors, their style of writing or, you know, I don't connect with. So there is going to be an audience, you know, that will connect with this. There may be some who may just think it's like, you know, not uh, doesn't have much substance because it's, uh, so basic, but uh, it, it's um, it's different. It's similar in the sense that yes, it offers you advice on how to help yourself, but it also is um, different in the way that I have written. I've used analogies. I've used symbolism. Uh, I find that that helps me retain the message and clarifies it. Just now, like I mentioned about the river and the pond, the water saying, as I'm talking, I mean, you know, you can picture 
the pond being cut off from the main river and the river flowing so it's the water is fresh, but you see the stagnant water. So when I use, uh, I've used a symbolism like that in the book and uh, in the stories. Uh, so I think it's um, that would be the main difference. And also, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, the uh, instead of lighting, writing a long-winded um, text, it's just broken down into short stories and uh, essays, etc. Well done, Pam. The title of the book again is How to Help Yourself to Be Who You Want to Be. A simple guide for those who are ready to take charge and redirect their lives. My guest author, Pam Graywall, G-R-E-W-A-L-L, Graywall. Pam, where do my listeners get copies of this? Uh, they can uh, go to iUniverse uh, online bookstore. It's also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It's available on betterworldbooks.com, and that is a site that also I like to use a lot because they um, they um, also donate books to literacy programs. Wonderful. So, but mainly, yeah. Are you planning a follow-up book to this, a sequel perhaps? Um, not quite a sequel, but similar. It's, uh, yes, I am uh, planning to write another book on being a balanced human uh, where, you know, uh, it's uh, talking about taking care of your physical health, emotional health, mental health, and spiritual health, and uh, finding resources and how to make choices because there's so much information everywhere. Uh, But um, like any uh, recipe, you know, you pick the ingredients that you want to use and come up with a totally different recipe from uh, for yourself. So just uh, a lot of uh, information put in um, there with different um, uh, options that are available to us and, uh, you know, make the combination your own. Fabulous. Pam, thank you for joining me and sharing your story and your history and also this book, How to Help Yourself to Be Who You Want to Be. My guest author, Pam Graywall. Thank you for being a part of today's program, Pam. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for a great uh, conversation. My pleasure for iUniverse. This is Jay Douglas Barker iUniverse Radio is brought to you by iUniverse, the leading book marketing, editorial services, and supported self-publishing company. iUniverse Radio is produced by TogiNet Radio. Radio with a cutting edge.